In less than one year, I grew club content batching from idea to course to membership with over 100 people inside. Word of mouth has been my largest seller. Practically everyone inside was told that they had to join by a friend that was already inside. And at the time of this recording, I've had three launches where each was more successful and profitable than the last, with it having made nearly $14,000 in revenue since its conception. All of this with an extremely small audience on my part. Quick disclaimer, because I don't want to confuse anyone, episode 74, which came out three episodes ago, I recap my fourth launch of Club Content Batching. I have not, as I'm recording episode 77, I have not recorded that one yet because I have not had the fourth launch. So all of those numbers I just said, those are just for the first three launches. I know that's really confusing, but just wanted a disclaimer on that timeline. Now, today I'm spilling my secrets for how I created such a successful offer, and you can take these five steps and do it yourself too. I'm Amanda Warfield, your host for the Chasing Simple Podcast. And you're listening to episode 77. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all How do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Build a course, they said. Create passive income streams, they said. Get rich and never work, they said. What they forgot to say? Those one-to-many income streams are great, but without an engaged audience that's ready to throw their money at you, being able to say goodbye to the rat race is almost impossible. And the most budget-friendly way to build that engaged audience? Well, it's content marketing. Only content marketing is anything but simple. You've got lots of questions like, how are you supposed to know what to say and when? Who has the time to create the content? And what actually works for building that relationship with you and your audience? If you're a course creator, future course creator, or creative educator with questions like these, I've got something just for you. Chasing Simple, the Summit. Come join us from October 11th through the 15th, where more than 20 experts will share how course creators can use content marketing to build an engaged audience, and thus your bottom line. All you have to do to grab your free ticket to educational content that will help you build an engaged audience is head to amandawarfield.com 
forward slash summit. Again, you can grab your one-way ticket to a more engaged audience and higher course sales by heading to amandawarfield.com forward slash summit. The very first step to creating a successful offer is to start by throwing spaghetti at the wall and just seeing what sticks. And don't be afraid to be wrong. Here's what I mean by that. So often we get an idea, whether at the start of our business or just an idea for a product or an offer we think would be a good fit. And we get an idea for it and we have in mind exactly what we want to do. And then we start talking to our audience about it. And it may not be, they may need it to be tweaked, essentially. But we're so afraid to be wrong that we don't want to tweak anything. We don't want to change anything. And we hold so tightly to these ideas that we have. Don't do that. Look at it as an experiment. If you listen to last week's episode, I talked all about experimenting. Look at it as an experiment. Throw spaghetti at the wall. Talk within your business umbrella about different topics and see what sticks. See what people respond to. When I first started my business, I taught about simple living, simplicity, and capsule wardrobes. Then, after talking to other business owners, I realized that I could fill a hole in the industry, in the market, in the time management as a business owner space. With a focus on simplicity, I could tweak what I was already doing a major pivot, really, pivot what I was already doing with simplicity into simplicity-focused time management as a business owner. So I did this at the end of 2019, and I started talking about time management. I talked about time management for six months, I think, where I was literally throwing spaghetti at the wall. I had shut down. I had my first podcast. It was called the Live Organized, Live Simple Podcast. I shut it down when I decided to pivot into time management and I was only doing email newsletters and Instagram. I was a very simplified version so that I could throw spaghetti at the wall and not have so much pressure to create major content when I wasn't really sure where this was going to take me. Threw spaghetti at the wall. Then once I started getting more comfortable understanding what my audience wanted to hear, what time management topics they responded to, what they didn't. Then I opened this podcast. I started this podcast with a whole new focus, all about uncomplicating your life and business, managing your time well, managing your business well, managing your content well. All of that was under this umbrella. But I didn't do that until I had really thrown spaghetti at the wall to see what stuck and to see what people were interested in hearing about time management as a business owner. Then one day, about six months after I started talking about time management, I happened to post to my Instagram stories about how I create a month of content in one week. And I got a great response. Actually, what I ended up doing, and this was back, I went and looked this up, May 12th, 2020. So all of this, this successful offer, club content batching that I created and have grown in the last year, all this happened during a pandemic too. So you can certainly do this. But May 12th, 2020, I posted a little slide and I said, hey, I'm going to do a mini training. Here are two options. I don't remember what the other option was, but one of them was making a month's worth of content in one week. People voted for content batching, so I gave the training. Not thinking much of it because it was something I just did naturally behind the scenes. But I got a ton of DMs about it. People asking further questions, saying it was really helpful, asking me to save it to the highlights, all kinds of messages. So I posted about it again and again. And each time I got a ton of response. 
So I thought, hmm, maybe I'm on to something here. So in June, again, this is over a month later, in June, I started sharing my first behind the scenes stories during a batch week. I still do this today. As I'm recording this right now, I've been talking about behind the scenes of what my batch week looks like on my stories. I do this every single month. I started doing that in June of 2020. That got a ton of response. So then at the beginning of July, I took the next step and I released my very first freebie around content creation. It was a quick audio training to see what kind of response that got. It got great response. So then I created a podcast episode about it on July 14th, episode 14, and I'll link to that in the show notes if you haven't listened to it. And then, then, and only then, did I decide, yes, it's time to do a real launch for this and do a course. That was two months. I did not launch anything around this topic until I had done a ton of market research for two months. Two months of market research, just seeing what people responded to, what kind of questions they asked me, what they wanted to know about this topic. And the only reason I even knew to pursue this topic was because I threw spaghetti at the wall and that stuck. So then, step two, you've got the idea, you're thinking this is a topic I could create a product around, always come up with the topic before you come up with the product. Step two is to give yourself time and space. Don't come up with an idea and launch it immediately. Yes, this is faster than just throwing out random product after random product. I promise, random idea after random idea. If you just give yourself the time and space to launch it correctly, your launch is gonna go a whole lot farther and this whole process will go a whole lot farther. But you have to have a launch runway. You need time to market research. You need to understand your audience, their pain points around this topic, and their objections. A lot of times we get into this fear-based mindset where we feel like we need to rush products to market. Then when they quote unquote flop because you didn't do your due diligence in preparing your audience, we assume that it was a terrible idea. We throw it out and we try and come up with some money-making idea. Any money-making idea will do. A good, strong launch needs 8 to 12 weeks of pre-launch. That means that one quarter in your business, think about this, one quarter, how much are you expecting your business to grow and how much are you expecting yourself to get done in a quarter? Realistically, you can't get that much done. In order to have strong launches and to build success products, you need a lot of pre-launch. So keep that in mind. Our businesses cannot grow as fast as we think they need to. Step three is to have realistic goals. Let me tell you about my first ever product launch. I launched the Intentional Routines Workbook and I sold two. And I felt like a total failure. Absolute 100% failure. But in preparing for this episode, I actually went back to my numbers from that time because I keep all of my income and expenses spreadsheets for each year and I keep all of my KPIs for each year. Going back to those numbers, I only had 101 people on my email list when I launched this workbook, many of which were supportive friends and family because this was, again, back at the very beginning of my business, which means that I actually did convert at 2%. Industry standard for email conversions is 2 to 5%. So looking back, my launch actually wasn't a failure. I just had unrealistic expectations. Even with how successful club content batching feels now, I didn't have crazy insane launches to begin with. 
really at all. With the first three launches, here are my sales. Launch one, 11. Launch two, 19. Launch three, 33. Yes, if you're doing the math, that's only 63. That means that over 37 women have joined not during a launch, just because of word of mouth. But I'll come back to this a minute. Just keep in mind that my launch numbers weren't wild. Step number four, show up and serve your students or clients well. Get their feedback, over-deliver. When it came to club content batching, I had 11 students for that first round. It could have been really easy to say, hmm, that's hardly anyone. I'm gonna just deliver the course and go ahead and start looking ahead to the next thing because this isn't exciting. Instead, I put all of my attention into showing up for those first 11 students. I stayed on those live calls for longer than the hour they were scheduled for if they continued to have questions. I spent hours responding to them on Voxer. I built relationships with them. I followed them. I invested my attention and energy into them. And then when the live round was over, I sent out a feedback questionnaire to learn what they liked, but also what they didn't. And because I had invested in them, because I had built relationships with them, because I cared about them, they felt comfortable responding to that. Then I read that feedback without, and this is important, without letting myself become defensive. And it wasn't easy, believe me. Sometimes I did get my feelings hurt. But I knew that by listening to that feedback and by actually doing something about it, I could continue to improve club content batching by leaps and bounds. In step five, this is the big one. Consistency in your offer. One of the biggest mistakes I see other business owners make, and I absolutely fell into this trap too for a long time. One of the biggest mistakes I see other business owners make is lack of consistency with their offers. Here's the thing. The first time you launch something, only the early adopters and your biggest super fans are going to buy. But the more you educate on a subject and the more you launch something, the more you're going to pique the interest of others. In fact, I have one student who I talked to during the launch period of round two for club content batching. At the time, she made it very clear that she was interested in the idea of batching her content, but not inside club content batching. No biggie. I'm not for everyone. It is what it is, and that happens during every launch. You have people who decide they don't need your help. That's fine. But then, when I launched round three, she signed up, and she told me that she had been watching me closely over the last few months. And when she saw how consistent I was and how I could relax and watch baseball the weekend before a launch started, she decided to take a chance on club content batching. Your audience is watching too. And if you hop from product to product, they're going to be confused and they are not going to be convinced that they need your product. Not only that, but with each launch, if you're serving your students, members, clients, whoever, if you're serving them well, then they're going to share about you to their audiences. But if you launch once and you move on to the next thing, you will not see that growth. I launched Club Content Batching three times in less than a year. Is it exciting to talk about the same topic over and over again? Not really. But that's how you become seen as an expert on your subject and how people come to trust you enough to buy into you. I know that you don't want to feel pinned down or put in a box, but it's not forever. You can absolutely expand into other products once you've got a foundation in place. 
But for now, you have got to become that expert by launching the same thing over and over and over again. And no, it's not always exciting. Going back to step four, when I talked about how I only had only quote unquote, because at the time it still felt amazing, but it still does. But I had 11 students. I could have easily looked at that number and thought, that's hardly anyone. This is not exciting. What's my next big exciting plan? But instead, by digging in, getting dirty, doing the work with those students, and then showing up and doing it consistently over and over and over again, that's how I built a successful offer. Here's what you don't need for a successful offer. You don't need a fully completed and perfect course or service or workflow. Beta testing is great. Keeping things simple is wonderful. Focus on the transformation, the pre-launch, and the sales. Get people in the door before you make it flashy. Because again, if you listen to last week's episode where I talked about having to redo stuff, you're going to redo this. When I launched Club Content Batching, I had my pre-launch. I had a Word doc that was only a page or two long that had my outline for what I was going to teach. And then I hopped on those Zoom calls and I taught face to camera based off of that outline. I didn't have slides. My webcam was the one built into my laptop. It was almost nothing. And I think there's no better way to launch a first product than that because getting to be live with your students and getting to know them is huge. Not having to spend all the time and energy to create the product before you actually launch it and then get feedback and change it up anyways is huge. The fastest way to create a successful offer, let me recap this. First, listen to your audience. Second, pre-launch. Pre-launch, pre-launch, pre-launch. Give yourself time. Third, set realistic goals. Fourth, over-deliver. And fifth, consistency. Let your audience tell you what topic they want you to cover. Give yourself time to pre-launch. If you do your pre-launch right and you give yourself that extra time, 8 to 12 weeks sounds like a lot of time. That doesn't sound fast, right? But by giving yourself that pre-launch and not needing to jump from product idea to product idea to product idea, it actually will be way faster than you think. It's way faster than the opposite where you launch it, you didn't give yourself enough time, you feel like it flopped, so you move on to the next idea. I promise. Realistic goals. It's not going to be a six-figure launch the first time around. It will be probably a while unless you have a mega audience before it's a six-figure launch. It takes someone seven to ten times to take action on something from the first time they hear about it. Most of your audience is not taking action until you've talked about it over and over and over again. You'll have some that do. Most of them will wait until they've heard about it quite a few times. Over-delivering. Build relationships with the people that are buying from you. They are not numbers. They are not just a sales number. They are not just a number to talk about in a podcast episode. They are real people with real problems that they want you to solve and they have trusted you to solve. Inconsistency. Stick with that same offer over and over and over again. Launch it over and over and over again until it can stand on its own and people are coming through the door without a launch. All right, so your action step for this week. If this episode helps you uncomplicate the product creation process, be sure to come join us for Chasing Simple, the summit. You're going to learn from some amazing speakers on how to uncomplicate your life and business, really similar to how this episode helps you uncomplicate the product creation process. If you want to join us, you can grab your free ticket by heading to amandawarfield.com forward slash the summit. 
And this week's book recommendation is Magic Hour by Kristen Hanna. Every book she writes is just amazing. There's been a couple that I didn't super love, but most of them are so good. Again, if you're a psychology nerd, you're going to really, really like this one. Hmm, I'm trying to think, how do I explain it without giving away the premise? But basically, a girl who was raised in the woods, let's say that, she was raised in the woods with wolves. She ends up in a town and they try to take care of her and figure out who she is and all this stuff. That's how I'm just going to leave it at that. It's really good. It's a very interesting, like, not a thriller because it's not scary in any way, but there's a lot of suspense where you're like, where did she come from? Why is this this way? Why is this this way? What's going to happen? Is this? Anyways, highly recommend Magic Hour by Kristen Hanna. I'll link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. And until next time, I hope that you go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.